coach or the players don't have to call you that, right? No. Okay, good. No. That's good. <laughs> All right. Where are you at offensively at camp this time as opposed to maybe last year with just the amount of volume that the quarterbacks can do? Right. Oh, it's – yeah, it's not even close. You know, we – last year we took a day-by-day install, you know, first you know the first 16 practices just to slowly just so we could get good at something Mm -hmm. and because we had just so many new faces now we had some veterans but you know just the terminology how we wanted to do it from spring try to keep it as simple as possible and then just build throughout the year and um and then this year is different we have a lot of um guys who've been with us for a long time um now they hadn't necessarily been out there and played a lot but Mm -hmm. they know the offense so we were able to install it you know in five days this time and uh, we still have quite a bit left but a good chunk just so we can keep repping and repping it and get a lot of these young guys as much experience with that as possible what's it like for you like toward the end of last year when everybody's hurt and you're trying to trying to find guys that can be playmakers and then now this year you've got you know the coach ran through the wide right. receivers the, the running backs you get you have a bunch of guys that can be playmakers for yeah you know i mean that's just kind of how we practice even throughout the year we are our twos get tons of reps mm-hmm. you know so when we hit that bowl prep and we had those guys go down you know miles boykin had been with us and been practicing at a high level now he probably didn't get the playing time as much as he needed to but he was working working and then his bowl prep you know he took off and he was ready for that game same thing with ian um, I mean, we go about 6-4 throughout the year, so our twos are ready to go when, when we need them. And we carry a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys play for us, so, mm-hmm. you know, that might, it's not really a 1-2, and two, it's 1-A, right. you know. Is there any change from last spring to now with the way the quarterback situation has played out? Has, has Brandon done things over the summer that's kept yeah, them they're both Yeah, they're, they're both playing real well. They both have a good grasp of the offense. You know, I feel like we can win with both of them. Um, you know, it's really, for me, been, you know, how do we get a Jafar Armstrong, Avery Davis, you know, the young guys, a Liam Eikenberg, as much experience, real time, if you can create as possible um, for those guys at a high level each and every day and trying to find out who are who, who's going to be our next playmakers. A lot of people would think, you know, Chris, when they look at Notre Dame, they look at the quarterback situation. But quarterback, so what you're saying is quarterback is it's played out. You look, It's the other positions that you're – Exactly. You know, I have a good idea what both guys can do. You know, I have a good feeling how we can win with both of them. If either one of them is called upon, now it's the other parts of the offense that have really been focusing this week, um, really the last 10 days. Where is Brandon from last fall to now? Oh, you know, you can't compare just because he's so much more comfortable in the offense. He's not thinking so much. I mean, he's more diagnosing defenses, um, you know, canceling certain things out in his progression to make it simpler for him, you know. Our communication together is so totally different, even with both of them. Um, so just their total grasp of just overall football knowledge, the offense, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to stay away from, you know, it's been it's been really good. And just, you know, coaches allowed us to do a lot of situational stuff to even enhance their, their knowledge. So, you know, we're not learning things we already know on game day. When do you start thinking about Michigan really seriously? Yeah, have you gotten you know, to that point now? No, I mean, obviously, we, you, you, a couple game plans, one in the uh, spring, one in the summer. Um, but really the first, you know, two weeks of fall camp is trying to galvanize our offense, um, find the identity that we want to have, find the, the playmakers that, you know, emerge and then start putting the pieces together for what we want to do uh, versus Michigan the last, last 10 days or whatnot when we started getting the game prep. 
when the idea came about about moving Armstrong, maybe you had an idea of what he could be. Has he done more than you expected? No, I mean, I had high expectations for Jafar. You know, he's a really intelligent kid, hard worker, can, can run for days. You know, he played receiver. Um, he's natural with the ball in his hands. Um, it's really just getting used to being in the backfield, blitz pickup protections, and just, you know, we put a whole lot on them. I mean, they kind of rival what our tight ends have to carry with overall knowledge of the offense. So, you know, it's been good having him and Avery in my room and just them understanding the overall picture where now they can play receiver in the backfield and we can do so many different things with them. How would you describe the competition and depth at your tight end position right now, how it's played out in fall camp? It's good. You know, we have some good veteran guys. You know, Nick Wisher's played a lot of football. Alizé's played a lot. Played a lot. Um, Cole Komet's going to be a, a big-time player. Um, he got quite a few towards the end of the year last year, but he was with us that whole time. So his knowledge of the offense, what we want to do, it's, it's at a high level. He's not starting over. Um, as most freshmen would, freshmen would be going into their sophomore year. So, you know, it's a good, really good nucleus right there. Every one of them is going to play. Um, you know, usually the hot hands going to probably play more, but it's a long season. they got to take care of each other. And, you know, we're in 12 personnel just about most of the time. So we go through them quite a bit. Last year, you had zero experience at the quarterback. <laughs> And you had a tremendous offensive line, plus experience in the backfield. So you made it clear that I'm not going to be able to sleep well unless we know we can run the football. Right. Probably not expected to have 269 yards a game. Right. But how much identity changes in the offense with now the experience of quarterback and maybe some question marks elsewhere, including the playmaker? You know, I don't. The identity is never going to change. We're going to be a physical offense. Um, we're going to run the ball. We're going to be a run play action team now. Game to game, it can it can differ what defenses play, but it's always going to start with the run. Um, you know, we might be better this year at certain types of runs that we weren't last year. Um, so it's always a dynamic to kind of find what our guys can do and do well and, and put those guys in position to make those plays. But, no, we're going to be a physical team. We're going to set the bar high in our run game and um, keep going. I think our offensive line is doing a good job. Um, they're playing really physical right now. Um, so that, that's really encouraging to me. Now we've got to find the pieces, you know. You don't have Josh Adams out there, all right? So other backs have to step up and kind of find out what they're good at and put those guys in position and then, you know, keep building off what we did last year in the run game. And then obviously being able to work the perimeter I think will help us a lot more to alleviate some of the guys just loading the box on us late in the year. Numbers can be extremely arbitrary, but like I said, I don't think anyone's expecting 269 rushes. Right. Well, you know, our goal is we want to run to win. Fourth quarter, the best team who can run the ball is going to win. I mean, that's our identity. That's who we're going to be. Um, week to week, it could be different. Who has the most carries? Who's the most dynamic back? You know, I think we're a deeper um, backfield than we were last year, one to four, but, you know, we're just young. But uh, I'm really encouraged with the speed and explosiveness of those four guys. Do you ever premeditate or go into it saying, like, I need X number of yards, 200 yards for the season if we are going to be successful via the ground? No, because it can just change. Because, you know, now you add the quarterback running there, you know, his dynamics. So it can always be pretty high or pretty low, uh, depending on who you have back there. So, you know, it kind of goes off. You know, our goal is to have close to 200 yards rushing every game. Um, you know, win the turnover battle and then have 250-plus passing a game. Those are our goals. Not every game is different, but, no, we're going to be a physical offense. That's never going to change. How deeper can you go in the playbook this year? A whole lot deeper, mm-hmm. a whole lot deeper. You know, we're, 
way more ahead of it than any time last year. And then it'll just keep progressing throughout the year. You know, each game asks for different kind of deals that we do. We carry a lot of offense, so it's been good to see our guys handle it and keep getting better just with the overall details, different looks when they come up. It's been nice being able to install it all a lot earlier than we were in the past. How big is it? How many pages? I stopped doing a playbook. It's more really? of a video playbook. You know, you have yeah. playbooks they find in their bottom of the guys' lockers. You know, they don't ever look at them. So Get lost somewhere it's more, They're all so visual now. It's more off video, and I know who's looking at it and who's not. And, um, you know, we've just been doing it a long time. We just kind of – they'll have an install book, but not really a playbook. I know you, you still haven't started on Michigan stuff, but just knowing what you know about Michigan defense, what kind of challenges do they present for you? They present a great challenge. They're in, uh, an amazing defense, great scheme, 10 returning starters. You know, it's going to be a tremendous test. It's, gonna, it's very exciting to see a bunch of our new guys get out there and, and turn it loose. And um, But, no, they do a great job, and, and it's going to be a great test. There's How no nice is that it. to have that as the opener? Like, it's been you're, awesome. You're not easing into it. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I, just, I was talking to somebody the other day just how – the schedule is better this year, just the sense of urgency our guys have. Mm-hmm. Each practice matters, yeah. you know, as opposed to last year. But it would also help last year being our first year, too, to True. get things in. But, no, I always enjoy starting off with a big first game. Plus, you find out where you are early, mm-hmm. and then you can build off of it for the rest of the year. Where some of the kind of evaluate your wide receivers for me? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think um, I think Chase Clay's pools had a great, great uh, fall. Uh, you know, he – Struggle a little bit in the spring, but has really turned around his mentality, how he goes about each practice. Really proud of him. Miles has been extremely steady. Um, it's been some great battles out there. We got some good corners, so it's been good. Chris Fink's doing really well. Um, our young wideouts are, are hanging in there. You know, some of them starting to hit that freshman wall. Yeah. Usually hit about um, day ten, but they've done a pretty good job fighting through it. Now having a good veteran group has helped alleviate you know their need to play immediately. So they've been able to really take it slow getting in there but they, they all can run um, but no I'm really encouraged with the, the effort and the way they're practicing is way better than it was last year. Could you expand a little bit on that? I, I think that's an interesting dynamic you have such talented cornerbacks on the other side. How much can that really help both positions? Oh it's huge. I mean it's, it's no fun if you're going against somebody and you're just winning all the time. When it's going back and back and you're really having to compete each day and you don't want to be embarrassed out there and uh, so I think it's been awesome competition getting a lot of press work, which has been great. Um, but Julian Love and Troy Pride have done an amazing job. A lot of times, the only time you notice the center is on a bad snap, and Sam just seemed rock, so solid last year in every capacity of his game. How would you describe his importance to the offensive line and how well he takes care of all of his chores? Oh, yeah. Sam. Sam's an amazing young man, you know, extremely bright, very hardworking, very conscientious. He knows what everybody's doing on the offensive line, has a relationship with everybody in that room, you know, so he knows what buttons to touch to get guys going. And, um, you know, Sam's a great, great player to have in the locker room. You know, he'll he'll tell people what they need to hear. Um, he does a great job of carrying the message, and he just he loves being here at University of Notre Dame and, and, and loves being a part of this team. But he's been an amazing leader, there's no question. And his game has really improved. Um, tremendously from the spring to now. You know, he's done a great job getting his body right and just his movement and explosions is, have really been a, a great, great sight to see. And finally, just again from the quarterback position, what are the challenges for them for the next couple of weeks leading up to that first game? Keep competing, you know, keep building, um, keep working their progressions, um, you know, their timing and their anticipation. You know, every single day they still 
have to keep pushing each other, and uh, which has been good. You know, it's been some good competition. All right. Thanks for you appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Well, that was easy. That's right. <laughs> I'd run now. Birch. Oh, if you're my coach, yeah. I wanted to get. Can I go over there and see if they got my um, shake? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. All right. Oh, just going to grab you real quick. No, you're good. You bet. So, the nice thing with these is I don't need to put bulky cameras in them. Right. No doubt. Year two. How much. I don't want to say easier, but maybe that is the word. How much easier is it for you to put in the kinds of things that you want to put into this offense? You know, I don't. I don't think it's easier. I think the guys are just have a, a comfort level of what how we go about each and every day. You know, they know what to expect. There's not all that anxiety of you know what what's new. We try to stick to what we do, and the standard is high. So, you know, it's it's still a challenge getting the guys with the install, getting the details going but I think their comfort level and my comfort level is a lot better um, we're able to install a whole lot more than we ever worked last year so you know there's greater volume guys can practice harder and longer so we can carry more offense and um, which has been a great deal for us and, um, and it's one thing I thought we did a good job last year throughout the year now we didn't run everything right but we practiced it because we knew we we're going to eventually need it in our offense moving forward and the guys were able to pick it up really fast and, and really hit the ground running. It would appear with your personnel, it gives you a lot of versatility, too, for what you can do with this offense. I was just talking to Autry about the running backs. Right. And he said it reminds him of when he was playing with, for Coach Holtz because he was that kind of hybrid running back, and you seem to have quite right. a few of those. No doubt. You know, the, the whole offense is built for playmakers, so we're going to put you anywhere we can for you to ball get in your hands. You know, I think Avery Davis and Jafar Armstrong have done a really nice job of learning – a whole lot of the offense you know there, there's a lot put on those guys and I think they've done a nice job and you're seeing those being a little bit more comfortable and confident and playing a little bit faster and when the ball's in their hands they're doing a great job of making explosive plays for us. Your quarterbacks we only get the chance to see them when we're allowed in you right. see them every day unfortunately for Brandon a couple of times that we've seen him, he has not had good days. Right. What have you seen from him in terms of consistency during this fall? You know, I think he's done a really good job. I think both quarterbacks have done a, a really fine job. I think it's good competition between them right now. Um, both of them have a really good overall knowledge of the offense. Um, both of them are playing fast. You know, with Brandon, that you always forget is about what he can do with his feet. And um, so that's always a huge part. And same with Ian. Ian did a really nice job this summer with his body. You know, when he is going to be called upon to be able to withstand and, and make plays with his legs and just have a better presence in the pocket um, just with the work he's done to his body. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about both of them right now, just where they are, talking on the sideline, diagnosing what the defense was. I mean, we could never do that last year. And um, just them being able to come off the field and kind of go through the series and 
being able to remember each and every play is, is, is a good thing to have right now. And then offensive line, obviously everybody points to Q and Mike and right. says, wow, those are two big hosses to have to replace. How do you yeah. feel about the development of this unit? Yeah, well, I mean, number one, you can't ever replace those two guys. I mean, they're once-in-a-lifetime type of players, but we got some pretty good players right behind them. Um, might be a little inexperienced, but, you know, I'm excited to see those guys get out there and compete. Um, very impressed with what Coach Quinn's done with them this fall camp, and um, they're, they're playing really physical and, and really smart football right now. They have a good uh, balance with each other right now. Sam's doing a good job holding that group accountable. So is Alex. Um, you know, Tommy's been able to get a lot of good work at, at tackle and guard. And then Lugs really, last three or four days, have really come on strong. So, I mean, there's a good nucleus of about seven to eight guys who will be able to play winning football for us. Lastly, for me, have you started losing any sleep over Don Brown's defense yet? <laughs> and is Don, uh, do you think Don's losing any sleep over your own? Oh, I mean, I, I can't tell. I'm, I'm just hoping we have a good day of practice tomorrow. That's what I'm losing sleep over. But, um, no, they do a great job, and, um, you know, it's going to be a fun, fun night. I can tell you that. Thanks, Chip. You bet. Chip, I think, like, the carrying more offense would be an opportunity that you know, you'd naturally have that in year two. But is that, like, essential also because you don't have Q and Mike where getting it might be harder to just be basic this year? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, a lot of that. You want to have answers if, you know, because there's such an unknown. Yeah. Um, if things don't go right, if we're not able to run the ball with power like we were, you know, if, if Brandon and Ian aren't able to get on the perimeter and run, we have to have answers, you know, we got to got to try to win the game. So it is being a good deal to be able to really carry a whole lot more offense, have a whole lot more answers. And then just a lot of the base plays we had last year, there was so much more off of it that we never could get to with okay. our perimeter game, which has been a lot better. Just our quarterbacks being able to see defenses and diagnose it at right. tempo. Where last year it was just handed off. Okay. Just hope it works. So that's a, that's a quarterback development. Like yeah. The, the options within the play that's already there. Right, got exactly. It. And then just, you know, if that's not working, we got to have answers and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to get under center just to help them take all the reads off of them yeah. and just being able to hand it off or get into some type of drop back or play action just to really expand all and try to get all of our playmakers mm-hmm. the ability to get their hands on the ball. With the, the tight ends that you have, I think Durham's probably like an underrated loss for you guys just in terms of the guy who did everything Oh, there's right no question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but with the strides that Cole has made and then Nick and, and Alexander and Brock, like, you have a little bit more versatility there that you just have a couple soft, a couple fr- sophomores who were freshmen, mm-hmm. just guys – a larger number of guys who sort of get what they're supposed to do. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a lot more of them can, can play a lot more winning football for us. Yeah. You know, you had you had Durham, and then you had Alizé and Nick, and then those other two were, were learning what to do. Well, now they have the experience, so we can really take care of each other a little bit better and, yeah. and be able to get into more different type of personnel to, to utilize all their talents without someone's first time ever being out there. So that that's, that's a good deal. And plus, it's a long season, and we use them a lot, so yep. being able to have a good depth, and they're all going to play, and all going to play a lot. So, you know, it kind of handles itself. I'd probably, I'll ask Clark this, but like, how would you, if you were defense coordinator, how would you defend the personnel grouping of Mac, Komet, Claypool, and Boykin out there at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got obviously probably pressure the quarterback, right? Yeah. Don't give him much time to, to get it off. But um, you know, those guys—they're doing a nice job. We still have. A ways to go with them but you know I'm really proud of, of the way you know Miles has really carried what he did in the spring yep. and really proud of 
Clay Chase, uh, excuse me, Clay Chase, uh, whatever, Claypool. That guy. Chase Claypool. And, um, you know, he's, I've, been hard, I've been hard on Chase. I've been yeah. really hard on Miles, and Miles was able to respond. But, mm-hmm. you know, from the spring and to the first part of summer, I mean, he, he just changed. The way he goes about practice, the way he interacts with his teammates, with his coaches, I mean, it's a complete 180. I'm so proud of him because, you know, I was really hard yeah. on him and, and demanded a lot. And just seeing, you know, it's fun to be around him now. And to see him practice and having the success he's having, you know, it's been good to see. Uh, lastly, just like with Book, where would you say like his biggest gains from last year or even just spring have been? Like what, what can he do now that maybe he couldn't do before? You know, he can get us in and out of a better play, better protection. You know, he, he struggled with, you know, just diagnosing the defense pre and post snap. I think he has a better comfort. I think both of them do. Yeah. Um, Really, for both of them, that's been probably the biggest jump okay. is them being able to get us in and out of, you know, bad plays. And, um, you know, he's doing a good job with his body. He's, he can hold up a lot better than I think he could have last year. But both of them is just the, the total mental aspect of just overall knowledge of football, situational football, yeah. and is, is, is greatly enhancing at cool. any point last year. Chip, the last couple of snapshots we've had of Brandon uh, Wimbush haven't necessarily been very good. So what are what are we not seeing? I mean, what have you seen that that has you encouraged about where he is heading in a year? Two? Right, just his confidence, and you know, last year if he had a bad throw, it would carry over about seven or eight plays. You know, he's done a good job of snapping it out. Um, you know, it's just one deal. I mean, he's he's going to have a bad throw here and there, but it's how is the the lingering effect? And it hasn't had that. And that's the one thing I've always been looking at him and challenging him. It's like, look, this is what's going to happen, right? We're going to have an issue. And I think he's responded to that a lot better and came back and and made plays and it didn't affect the rest of the period or his practice. And then do you try, I mean, you try not to dwell on it when when he makes a mistake, you know, knowing that Uh, you need to build his confidence up from where it was at times last uh, year. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in that day. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, our relationship with the quarterbacks is good. You know, they know I'm very demanding. I just want confidence out there. We're not going to have slouch shoulders, bad body language after the throw bounce up and I think that's one thing is just his confidence level of being out there um, amongst his um, teammates is so much better than it ever was last year and whenever that goes down then we'll have concerns there's no question you know the ability to drop back the pass things break down and he runs for 27 yards I mean (coughs) no doubt makes me a good coach yeah But, I mean, that, you know, I, I guess a lot. And that's where you can't get caught up in practice. You right, know, exactly. You lose that's what that I said. Like, a lot of people on the outside say, oh, he threw a couple interceptions. You need to – he brings other things to the table that you have taken into No account. question. I mean, you got close to 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns, you know. I mean, yeah. the, the guy is a playmaker, and you have to account for him. Um, there's no doubt about it. And a lot of coverage you see in practice, a lot of teams will not run that coverage because they know when they turn their eyes away from him and trying to get into deep drops right, and deep right, zones, right. boom, he's gone. Right. So it's a lot more stale defenses just where they have eyes on him. Now you can work your, your window shots where we're so much better at. And um, But, you know, with him, it was just the confidence. You know, certain games last year, you just had the bad body language, the slouch and woes me. Right. Like, we're not, we're not going to have that. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows that. And I think he's done a really good job of just – Coming back and bouncing back in practice, then you know last year practice would just be miserable. After yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. Armstrong and Davis, uh, we haven't heard a lot about their ability to pass protect. I'm sure that that's not. I'm sure that's you know not a real strength of their game right, right now. Oh yeah. Where are they with that, and what do you 
I mean, what do you realistically think you can get from them in the running game? Try to every bit they got in them. Yeah. You know, I mean, last year, who would have thought Deion McIntosh would have close to yeah. 500 yards? You know, um, I think both of them are very tough-minded kids. That's what I like. So the pass pro, there's not going to be any kind of fear of of that. They'll stick and, their nose in there. Right. It's just, you know, just reading the defenses, the, the rotation, the secondary. Right. But there's no fear, of, like you said, sticking their nose in there. So we can coach that. You know, it just takes a little experience and whatnot. Um the good thing is you got to be careful blitzing them because they're free release and their ball skills are right. just as dangerous. Right, right. And um, but I just love what they bring. I mean, they're they're in our meeting rooms with the tight ends, so they know they there's no softness allowed. Armstrong, especially. I mean, I see you line him up in the slot a lot. Yeah. Taking advantage of, of what his skill set was coming into no question, back. and Avery too. Yeah. You know, and they just kind of play off each other. So a lot of it, they're learning the same things. So it helps them where one's not learning something where the other one isn't. So I can they're interchangeable, so it's easier to teach and it's easier for them to learn. And then obviously we figure out what they're good at and start putting them in positions to to do that over and over and over again. But, man, they both bring great energy, great excitement to play for the first time and, and a juice that we need, you know. A guy can go out there and create and make somebody miss and make something happen. When I talked to you in June, you were – you were looking forward to seeing Flemister once he got here. I know he's been a little banged up. Yeah. And I saw him get a couple live carries today. Is he a guy that you think, can he help you this Yeah, way? I think so. You know, he, he is explosive. You know, he's just a freshman out there. He's going to get the handoff and hit it as hard as he can. And he's understand that, you know, you don't have to go 100 miles an hour right to your first yeah. read. Yeah. And um, I think the more comfort he gets out there, he has very low center of gravity, strong legs. I mean, but uh, you can't take away his explosiveness, but it's definitely a guy who's going to be with us all throughout the year and, you know, might not be fourth, but it might be the seventh game where he's comfortable and you just like, who's this guy, you know? And um, so I, I really like what he brings just with his ability to accelerate. Thank you, you bet. To piggyback off that, you know, with the new redshirt rule, obviously you can play guys four games and uh, still retain their eligibility. Is that a player like that that you might think about playing four games? Yeah, no. To I, see if he can. No, absolutely. We'll try to get as much of those guys' experience. You know, the biggest thing is physically, can they take care of themselves? You know, some guys can't do that. Then we're obviously not going to put them in a position to hurt themselves. Um, but there's no question. It's, it's a rule that just helps kind of dangle the care to the end of the um, stick for them to keep them motivated, keep them pushing through. Um, you know, the, the dog days of being a freshman <laughs> in major college football. So, you know, it's good for all position groups. They, there's uh, the old saying, Coach, you have two quarterbacks, you really have no quarterback. But don't know if that rule maybe applies here. you got two right. guys, obviously, who've played that experience. Is it nice having both guys where if one struggles, the other one is there to pick them up? Or? There's no question. There's no question. I mean, we've won with both. And, um, you know, I think both of them competing and both of them we can win with when they're called upon. And I think both understand their roles and, and just keep improving, keep moving forward. But there's no question we can go to either one of them and win a lot of games. Does opening up with a high-profile opponent like Michigan change your uh, strategy, your planning in terms of getting ready for the season, getting ready for that first game? No, but I think it changes the mindset of our players. There's a whole lot more sense of urgency. There's no – you can't have a bad day because they're not. And I think it helps motivate our players when it's really this part of the fall camp, when you're that last week of fall camp, right before your school starts, right before you get into your game prep, where you're just like, oh, I've got to practice again. You know, they have a better bounce to their step and a little bit more competitiveness. And I'm not trying to get through the day, but they know that game that's going to be here fast. And 
all eyes will be upon them. Do you feel more pressure with it being a Michigan instead of, you know, Ball State in week two? No, man, I put about the same amount of pressure on me, whoever we're playing. So, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see some of these young guys get out there and show show what they can do. What did you learn from last year balancing both Wimbush and Book that you can use for this upcoming season? You know, I just know each quarterback so much better. I know when they're struggling, when they're not. I know what they can do. I know what we can build over the offense around each one of them, um, which helps me. You know, I didn't really know what was Brandon was going to be able to do. I certainly didn't know what Ian was going to be able to do when we went out there, and it was kind of filling each other out through most of the year. And I know how to, to help both of them, you know, if they're in a funk or whatnot. But just the overall knowledge of both of them, both their mentalities, and, and then what they can do, you know, can help offset a, a major slide when were to occur. What is that, uh, that next step for Tony James Junior? You know, just getting out there and playing, mm-hmm. you know, everything, and you know, his his vision, his, his pass pro. I mean, he's still – he's been here a while, but he is a young back. You know, um, and then getting out there and playing. You know, poor Tony had a high ankle sprain most of last year, so couldn't get a lot of experience. So, you know, it's different when you go from the number three to to being one of the starters. Mm-hmm. And um, but just you know, his energy he brings to practice, how he works, um, everything is on the table that needs to be improved. I heard you talk about you know, Armstrong and Davis, but just in general, just how is the it's going well. It's going well. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, I have a good idea where certain guys can do. Um, they're all playing, working, trying to be really tough, you know, which was one thing I really challenged on them from last year. Um, but it's still, you know, a work in progress, kind of figuring out what, what they can do and do well and and how we're going to utilize all of them. And I think I heard you say about the depth. Did you think it's a little more deeper than Yeah, oh, there's no question. I mean, from one one to four, it's, it's totally different than it was last year. You bet. What did you learn um, last year? I'm curious because I was talking with Clark a little bit about the differences between being on the field and in the box. Um, just for you as a coordinator, what's kind of uh, the interesting part of both of those? I know you were in the box last year. Well, yeah, you know, when I was in the box at, at Memphis, you know, I always had um, Mike Norvell down on the field. So I always he always had that outlet. If certain things weren't working the way the signal or how we communicate getting there, I knew that would be taken care of. Um, you know, when I call a game, I'm usually about 15, 20 yards down a little bit, so I, I see it. And you know, defense aren't going to change much from week to week, where you don't can't anticipate it. Um, obviously, being up in the booth, you know, you're in a more sterile environment. Um, but I like being on the sideline where I can get to the offensive line, get to my guys, see their eyes, see our playmakers' eyes where they are, and um, if they're in it, be able to showcase them. If they're not, you know, be able to alternate how we go about attacking them and whatnot. There's obviously been, uh, you know, a little bit of turnover this year with the offense. Just obviously it's going to happen when you lose a couple top ten picks. Right. And, uh, you know, starting running back for a couple years. Um, what have you seen from just the way that, um, you know, those younger guys or maybe older but inexperienced guys have really kind of thrust themselves in those positions, especially as, as leaders, maybe right. not even off the field, but on the field trying to take advantage of those reps? They've done a great job. I mean, they've come to practice and worked. Uh, Leon Eichenberg, I mean, he's become one of our, our leaders. His physicality, the way he's going about his business has been tremendous. Um, you know, Tommy and Hainsey, they played a lot last year. They were young. Both of them had about 400 snaps, so they know how to work, what we want, what we expect daily. Um, Josh Lugg's really come on strong these last three to four days, which has been great. Um, he's another very talented young man who can go in there and play. 
Um, so, you know, we have the pieces there for those young guys, you know, and even the skill position guys. Miles Boygan didn't play very much last year. You know, Chase played a lot, but it was up in the air, you know, most of the time. Seeing those guys really take ownership and how they go about preparing each and every day has been really exciting. And then our quarterbacks and our young backs have really come on. You know, I, what I really like about our offense is how they work each and every day. You know, there's there's no silliness, there's no screwing around. They're they're businesslike and, and they know what what's ahead of them. And that's that's probably one of the things I've been most proud of how they've handled camp. There's obviously probably one of the biggest tests uh, of the season right off the bat with uh, with Michigan's defense. Right. How do you guys try to kind of mix? Obviously, you want to you know attack it as well as you can. Right. But um, if it is a little bit slower going, or um, you know not putting up the points that maybe you would do against other teams, how do you kind of um, you know balance the expectations for those guys? Um, just kind of knowing what you're up against week one when you're still trying to figure out what you guys can do. Right. No. I mean, our guys know it's going to be a, an absolute war, and um, you know they're top five defense for a reason. We have 10 returning starters coming back. Um, we got a great scheme, great coach. Um, play extremely hard. So, I mean, our guys know what's ahead of them. And I like that. I mean, it puts a sense of urgency that we have to have that, you know, you can't have a bad day at practice. You just can't. And in fall camp, especially this week, right before school starts, right before we start, you know, getting into game prep, it makes them have a little bit better pep in their step. These kind of the dog days of fall camp, as you would say. And that, that's been good, just the energy they bring each day, whether they, they like it or not. They know all eyes are going to be upon them here in a few weeks. Uh, sorry if this is a pretty general question, but um, just how have you seen your relationship grow with Coach Kelly and um, especially last year stepping in, you know, taking over the play calling duties? I'm sure there's a little bit of pressure there involved. Uh, but how have you seen your uh, relationship in, uh, just kind of improve over last season and now this offseason? No, I mean, Coach Kelly's been tremendous from the moment I got here. Been a great resource, um, great insight, really has a great big picture of what we're trying to do offensively. Um, it's awesome during the game. Um, so it's, I think our relationships with each other getting to know each other more, but he, he's been absolutely fantastic from the moment I got here and um, and love working for him. David Woods in your How you car. doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, I know you've got you know kind of some headliner, big, huge receivers. I, I'm, I'm, maybe because that's what I'm taking with, with Chris Pinkham. You don't see that many 5'9", 180-pound guys playing on like top 15 right. college football teams. I guess what – how was he able to do that, and I guess how have you seen him? Grow? Well, number one, you know, Chris has always been a good player, and he's kind of like Miles. He finally has gotten this strength where he can hold up, where people, you know, he always just struggled with press, and, you know, he'd break one, but he'd fall down because his legs weren't strong enough. I mean, he's obviously a tremendous gritty player, comes to work every day, but he's done a great job in the weight room. Now he can be out there on the field for, you know, a prolonged amount of time. And not just situationally. So that, that's one thing he's done. Um, great overall knowledge of the offense, but just a tremendous worker, tremendous young man. And, and, and But I think the ability of what he's done in this weight room has really carried over to the field this year. He's able to break tackles, be more explosive, last longer. Um, his volume so much higher. Um, and, I, and I expect Chris to have a, a big year. Was he um... – was he lightly recruited out of high school, heavily recruited? I mean, I don't remember. I know Chris. I know he was a walk-on. You know, I, he was he was here a couple years before I got here. Um, but I know he's worked and worked for everything he's got, and he's a good player. And he seems a little bit. I, mean, I was fairly impressed with his quickness. I mean, I he probably won't get a lot of deep balls thrown to him, but it, it, it looked like he could. Call one a day. Yeah, yeah. Say, that's what I noticed. I mean, so he could. 
I don't know. I guess if someone is, is napping on the play, I, I, I guess you could, you could nail somebody. Yeah, no, he's a great route runner, has great feel for the game, great feel for zones, good option route runner. I mean, he, he's, he's a good player, really and, good and player. You do see the occasional, you know, maybe mostly with the Patriots, NFL wide receivers that can handle it and be fairly small. Yeah, but they're all they're all strong. Yes. You know, they can yes. get off press. And, um, and I think that's what he's done to help himself. Be a be a player amongst that group. Uh, Liam was talking the other day about just kind of being frustrated nationally last year, being kind of behind Mike and getting right. reps and kind of going back and forth, competing for right tackle, left tackle. Now, obviously, he's locked down the spot. What have you just seen from him now that he's you know got his spot? He's so much more confident. You know the way he goes about practice. He's moving so much faster, so much more decisive. Um, really bringing a big physicality to that group you know there's a pretty physical group but just his love and passion for contact is really up the ante in that room that's that's one thing i've really seen he's a great presence in our huddles um just excited to be out there and playing you know as an o-line and you you pay your dues and um this is his time and like if people say you know it's a, a huge loss but we got some pretty good guys behind him now it's their time to go go out there and make their mistakes learn from it and keep getting better and better Obviously, people are going to see what the offensive line looks like as the season gets going, but when people just now think, oh, you know, you lost Mike and Q, and they're kind of worried about, oh, what's the left side look like? I mean, right. What does he, you know, I'm assuming you're not concerned or anything, but, you know, what does he need to work on before? before well, I'm, always, I'm always worried, <laughs> you know. Um, no, just his overall game, just still getting as many reps, many different looks, um, pressures, being able to communicate. You can't, you can't get enough of that. I mean, as Q and Mike would tell you, they they were working on that to the last game versus LSU, and they've been here five years and tons of snaps. So I mean, it's just the ongoing process of his development. You know, something happens. How does he respond? Um, does it just carry over, or, or is he able to put a into it? But just his excitement, his confidence, and just the physicality he's playing with has really been very pleasing to me. What specifically does he though? I mean, just does he need to work on that you need to see from him? Well, obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously his pass protection, um, blitz pickups, and just his, his communication that he just keeps coming. Now I'll be able to help him with a lot of that, but just his confidence making his calls and, you know, seeing what he what he's calling out there and executing. And obviously left tackle, you know, can't have any catastrophic deals. So try to minimize that and um, just keep building on his confidence. You know, he's going to make a mistake, but – He's a talented young man, hard worker, and he's going to be a, a big-time player here. Have you watched film from uh, his high school game when he played against uh, Rashawn Gary? I haven't. Did you know I that have, he did? No, Jeff they, they, didn't both, know they both told me. Him and Hainsey both told me. Yeah. <laughs> they both told me. I was so like, well, we're in high school. No, we're, we're not in high school anymore. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Will you, you know, watch film of that game, or does it matter? They they, they showed me some clips and whatnot and caught me on a bad day, and I wasn't really interested in it. But, uh, <laughs> They only no. show you the good clips? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> did he uh, tell you that he did well or not? No, they said they both did well. And I was like, well, there you go. All right, we'll was see. Was he played against them too? I think he played in the all Under Armour game against them mm-hmm. or something like that. I think Liam played them in a regular season game mm-hmm. in high school. So, no, they both talked about it. <laughs> okay. Coach talked to Cole Komet the other day, and he kind of mm-hmm. offered, you know, we're competing against each other. They had four tight ends, but – we're also competing because we want two tight ends on the field. Or yeah. competing against everybody. It seems from the outside in, it's going to be hard to keep two tight ends off this field because you have a good group there. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and and being able to 
do so many different things with those guys. You know, they're all very intelligent, so they can carry a lot of offense. Um, and then, you know, there's about three of them who are going to be able to play a lot and take care of each other. And over the season, you know, they help, help keep the grind off of them. And, you know, whoever's playing well, we'll be able to adapt what we need to do to, to keep that going. But they see what the benefits and how they're showcased. And, um, you know, we want to try to stay in 12 as much as we can. That's up to them. They're not playing good. We'll go back back to 11 so or wherever with um, Jafar and Avery. So they, they know it, and, you know, production brings it out. Um, where's Matt Grove the most for you since the end Who's of last year? Since the end of last year. Just his overall daily habits, you know. Um, not worried about every single thing in the world. Starting to be able to cancel things out in his life. Um, you know, he had 3-5 GPA this summer. Um, just did a tremendous job of each day. Just concentrate on what you have to do that day. And if you do that, everything else you want in life will take care of itself. But I think he's really just kind of grown up. And then this being his last year, you, most guys usually grow up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get another senior year. And I remind them of that. And uh, But I think he, he wants to leave a legacy and he wants to, to prove people that, that he – can play. Yeah, you have Komet full-time. I mean, as a guy that you guys couldn't say enough good things about the spring, the way yeah. he was mature handling everything, what has he shown you in August camp where he's he's solely football right now? Yeah, I mean, just the how just what a great talent he is. Um, my job, i got to get him in there in position and make plays. And um, But he, he's going to be a big-time player here in Notre Dame. This is a question for the future, but he made plays today. George Takis. Yeah. One of the nicer, I mean, nice catch no today. Doubt. I mean, plays. What's he shown you here? No, they're both of them. Him and Tommy shown great talent. You know, there's Get in here, and we should got to have to cook them. They need to be in the weight room and just just learn. But what a group to to learn from, you know. Just like those last two had Durham um, to kind of go about how you need to work and how what it takes to be successful here. But no, the future is bright with those two. There's no question.